Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 397. This is your guide to the geek side. And before we begin, please check out all of our podcasts on the Secret Friends Unite network podcast feed. You get the Star Wars, the Star Trek, the video games, and all things geek with this podcast you're listening today. And then when you're done there, go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube feed where you can see wonderful faces like uh, Charlie, myself, our backgrounds, and our wonderful guest, who we'll introduce in a second. Um, and before we go any further, we're going to be giving away a special controller that is specifically for Secret Friends Unite. It's an Xbox Design Lab controller that we'll be giving away in celebration of uh, episode 400 of Secret Friends Unite and episode 100 of Co-op Mode. So it'll be a specially designed, unique, one-off with a special message. So with that, we're going to tell you how you can win that controller very soon. So with that, I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by Charlie Carden. Woo! Man, cannot believe we're going to hit the big 400. That was the, uh, and we'll have to pick it for the cover, but that's when they killed Ant-Man and Amazing Spider-Man. Boy, did that not last. So we need we need to come up with a stunt. Maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll kill off Madame Web. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. There's always got to be a death, and somebody yes. comes back. Yes, so you know, exactly. she comes back as a young hottie, and you know, kind of like the movie. She's gonna come back as Megan. Oh, I don't want to get too far ahead. Yes, far yes. that one. Yeah. So with that, though, we want to thank our guest for coming back. Even even we warned him, don't come back because you know things could bad things could happen. It's cursed, probably. So, you know, it's kind of like the ring. That is, Mr. Eric Hultgren. Thank you for joining us again. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Four hundred. That's impressive, friends. Super. Yes. I mean, I know we're on three ninety seven, but four hundred is impressive. Right. We had hey. different restraining orders. We had like you know execution, like stop doing this. Uh, you know, but you know what? Hey, Nothing didn't stick. Us. Nothing unstoppable unstoppable so eric did you get like a uh warning did like uh, a friend of the court come by and say uh you're not allowed within 100 feet of the secret friend unite because they could be caustic no i did not get any such warning. Oh, okay actually good, i was good. In, in, quite okay. honestly for this episode i was told to be here by charlie i wasn't even oh, really asked. oh okay people always listen to me when i tell them to do things everybody knows apparently that. our fake a lawyer that we've created through ai is doing his job Oh, what's a fake lawyer AI name? It's not. Uh, um, it's L it's Lionel John Hunt. Tort John Tortlaw dot you know dot com. <laughs> John Tortlaw. Oh my God. Oh, totally oh, yes. nuts. So, but even more so nuts. So is the you know talk about a fashion plate back in 1970. We had issue 397 of Supergirl, starring in Adventure Comics, for 15 cents. And she's, uh, you see her kind of, boy, so much exposition. She's hanging out. She's looking at a bunch of storyboards, uh, designing her new outfit. Not at all sexist or anything. The readers have sent in so many great ideas for a new costume that I just don't know which will I pick. So they're inferring that these are all uh, submissions. Uh, Breaking the fourth wall, apparently, back I, before yeah. She-Hulk did it. And so can you guess which... New costume Supergirl will choose. If not, follow her two mystery guests in a battle against these are all broken up into word balloons. The terror that that st stalks Stanhope Campus, the evil Zond, 
and see if you guessed right. Zonda's like this really creepy like character. I looked a little bit, I did a little preview of this comic. Zonda's like this weird, like creepy, like demonic character that she's fighting, which I found very interesting. But I love right. it that she is like got the fashion plates and everything going on. So Eric, if you had to pick one, oh, yeah, one, one outfit for Supergirl to be in, oh, what should boy. be her new costume based <laughs> on these? Do you know the answer already before I pick? I don't know. I, I, well, I, I actually, I, 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 I do. I, I do know that. I do know the answer, so okay. I won't give it away. So I won't influence your answer. Oh, you're saying one of these she actually does pick? Yes, she does. Okay. Well, um, I have I have my choice, but Eric, go ahead. Man, uh, I mean, the the tort law one is right there in the middle. Um, if you wanted to pick one, but I'm not going <laughs> to pick that that's, one. Um, super lawyer. Yeah, super girl lawyer uh, is clearly right. right in the middle. I, you know what? I think. Far left would probably be the one they they went with. I, Ooh. I sort of like the cape off to the side. I think that's that like a commandant cool. look, right? It's very yeah, yeah. And look, at, you know? and look at those yeah. Barbarella boots. I mean, they're all the way up to the 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 high. Those are high thighs. Um, and with, you didn't and, like the vest. You didn't like the vest. <laughs> the problem with the vest is like the problem with the vest is like the the rest of the outfit. <laughs> It's, really a, it's quite, a swimsuit. It's quite long enough, right? It's just no, a swimsuit. Right. It's very weird. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's spooky season, but I don't see too many people wearing vests with swimsuits. So. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a real cross patch of weather pattern. So did we, Kanye so, do that yet? Kanye hasn't tried the vest in his swimsuit yet, apparently. Uh, oh, no. No, so he's tried, a, he's tried a lot of things this week, but that is not one of them. Not so, that, my no. God. so which one of these is the real one? Is it the one? I will give it away. Friend? It is okay. the one with the beaded. Uh, belt. So essentially a cape oh, with almost it. like got a little yeah, yeah. go-go yep. outfit with a beaded belt. So not okay. too much different than what she had before, but no sleeves. So very slimming. No, sl very slimming. Oh my goodness. Well, I feel bad that the super lawyer didn't get its time to shine. That is, that is such a shame. But someone who never fails to get their 15 minutes, seconds, hours, whatever it is. That would be uh, our senior news correspondent. Uh, we're talking about our number one 122-year-old uh, senior news correspondent. That's Madam Webb down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. It's time to go get those latest scoops. Let's make it happen. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, Eric, uh, this is your second you know, dalliance with Madam Web. I don't know um, if there's any openings in Michigan media, but if there are, Madam Web would like to apply, and she is looking to be the empress of the Great Lakes News Quorum. Is that right. a, is that a position that's I mean, open? I feel like I. It, I mean, it's an election year. I think we can vote for anything. Really, empress of Michigan Lake media seems like a it's, thing that you could be. Yeah, it's a democracy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, November 7th, I don't know what the date is actually for real date of elections, but you know what? We'll tell her it happened and, you know, make up the story you'd like. She doesn't listen to this podcast anyways. Oh, well. Uh, uh, first story we've got this week is, man, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is really, really becoming like a one-man army to really push DC into a different age, I feel like. He's the so one guy. 
He's the guy. He is Kevin Feige of DC, but he's an actor. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. It's so bizarre. I don't understand it. But you know what? Let's just go with it. You know what? He's right. never failed us. I mean, he doesn't make a skyscraper film. He hasn't made Sky- a Hobbs and yeah. Shaw. Skycrapper, uh, which killed my 2018 <laughs> movie bracket. Exactly. So he's never done wrong uh, before at the box office. But he to, is to basically be, to saying. Be, to be fair, Todd, though, Skyscraper was the world's greatest duct tape commercial in the history of duct tape commercials. It was I, a two hour commercial for use of duct tape. You're yeah, absolutely right. I've never seen a trajectory that defied physics from jumping from one building to another, but he did it. He is, his power knows no bounds. But anyway, yeah, what, what's he got going on here? So what's he, he is trying to will Henry Cavill back into the DC universe of whatever we're calling it. He essentially says... You know, I feel that this serves not only black enemies, talk about his movie uh, by having Cavill come back, uh, but the entire DC universe, more importantly that, that than that, it takes care of the fans. And that's what you want your lead foot to be. Leadfoot. Okay. So yes, phone calls, meetings, but man, this was years, man. Six years to get that done. I'm going to say that again. Six years, we kept talking about this and they kept saying no. Now that leadership isn't there anymore and we usher in a new area of the DC universe. Oh God, it's uh, a wild, wild west. No more leadership. Yeah, so, you know, and then we were talking offline about Black Adams. Apparently, it's like extra credit scene has leaked. I've not watched it, but apparently that, you know, Superman will appear somewhere. We don't know that. So once again, we're not spoiling anything. We just don't know. I haven't watched it. And if you have watched it, then just play dumb and uh, play along. Uh, But I mean, this kind of comes back to the fact that we've had Superman continuing fighting people. I want him to get along with his super pals. Do we really want him to be beating up Black Adam and The Rock for like half of a movie again before right. they well, decide yeah. to be pals? He's really scrapped with every other character because really in the Justice League, he fought all of them because he came back from that. He's like, I'm a zombie whatever. And so, yeah, who has he made nice with? You know, he was pissy with the army. He was, you know, he, he killed General Zod. Uh, then he fights the rest of the Justice League. I mean, he's... You know, Christopher Reeve would have been like. Did he? He didn't kill. Fan. He didn't kill little Jimmy, right? His Superman's pal. Uh, no, no, I don't. We didn't get okay. that kind of little. Thank Jimmy. No, I think he, Jimmy got killed when he was like going to like the Middle East for some reason in that yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know. Zack Snyder, just, why do you kill Jimmy? <laughs> just, just, so Eric, just as big f you. So Eric, what do you think of all this? I mean, you know. Is this how you want Henry Cavill to be brought back in to well, the DC universe? So I might have a different theory than the two of you. Because when they when they said that The Rock was Black Adam, I thought to myself, well, this is weird because the Shazam universe is a bunch of foster kids. So now you're going to have Black mm-hmm. Adam fight foster kids? Like, that doesn't seem like a Rock look. So to me, right. I'm looking at the story and going, The Rock probably doesn't want to fight the foster kids. He probably wants to fight Superman. And the, the upside to this, I'm not sure to answer your question, Todd, I want this. <laughs> but I do want... I do want Black Adam to still have an edge by the end of this film. I do not want it to be like, all of a sudden he's good, Black Adam, and he just wants to do nice stuff and doesn't want to. I I think the DCU could benefit from having that edge that Black Adam can bring to the to the screen. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have very low expectations for this film. I'm a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. So I think that a lot of us go see these films because we're rooting for them, right. even if they're not right. very good. Uh, but I would prefer him not go fight the current Shazam universe and fight anything else. So I'm pro anything else. 
If that's um, Superman, okay. I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in the camp of everything else. Fun fact, uh, Black Adam's wife's name is Martha. So I'll just no, leave it there. Come on. <laughs> no, no. Judge's ruling. No. Did I make that up? No one will know. No. Don't no look way. that up. By the way, it's not it's oh not documented God. anywhere. Well, oh, well I, Charlie, Charlie, is. do you feel like you want them to go to blows for like half a movie eventually? Or are you not, done? No, and, I, and I'm seeing this. It's funny because I had to be reminded by my buddy Doug, who I was working a toy show with today, that this movie comes out this week. It's like, good to see Black Adam. I'm like, oh, shit, get my phone and get a ticket. It's going to be my Saturday movie, I think. Yeah, I know, I know that we're going to obviously talk about when we record next week. But yeah, I just, you know what? Running the same plays out of the Snyder verse playbook is is going to result in more stuff that ain't great. That that's basically how I slice it. Yeah, do something else, you know. And in, in Marvel, they don't have to they, they don't have to spend half a movie beating the shit out of each other. Um, and again, you know, are we, all the trailers kind of make Black Adam looks like he's not such a great guy. But you know, if Cavill's role in this is going to be somewhat limited, he's not going to be a main character of this film. How does that fit in? How, how does it fit in? I guess is ultimately is it are they fitting it in just because it's some some stunt casting and they're just trying to leak this a week before the film comes out so people get all all roiled up and they really want to go see it. I just think the people who are going to see it are going to be really going to go see it anyway. So I I just don't know. It feels very sweeps week. You know, it's um it's a very special episode. You know, where Superman gets his period. I don't know. Uh, it's just, I just, I, I just don't dig the, 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 it is, it's stunt casting. And it's just, like I said, very conveniently drops out just a week before the movie comes out. I'm just, I'm to thee, I say nay. I, I just, I, I, I'm, pre- I'm prepared to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing we have to an anti-hero in Marvel is Punisher, maybe Deadpool. Sure. Uh, we haven't really had that in the DC universe. So Black Adam is that type of character. Um, he, in, I love his character in the comics because he is essentially a leader of a country called Kondok. He is like Dr. Doom. He is the Dr. Doom, but he is sometimes aligned with the heroes to defend his country. That's it. If it's not in regards to Kondok, then he doesn't care and leave you alone. So maybe that'll be the relationship. Like he establishes his authority as the leader of his people to bring them back. And if people, if it's his own interest, he'll align if it's not. And he's being having to defend. I don't know. And that's probably what this movie is all about him taking back this country. And it might bring in people like we've seen to say, you can't do that. But he may say, quite honestly, though, I am kind of like the heir to this place. I don't know. It's a weird one. We don't know. DC doesn't have a roadmap, as far as you, I know. You, you can't. Don't, you don't you, say. You can't. <laughs> well, you, you know. can't. <laughs> no, if they have was, the they have the Rand McNally nineteen ninety two Atlas. Yes, uh, they have, they have that, a nineteen seventy three Michelin star catalog, and that's what they're planning. Their they went to, they, they went to MapQuest and they said, "Can you tell us where we're going?" Yes. And they said, oh, "Wait, the, the website." Print, and they printed it out, and they're driving around now, trying to. <laughs> Todd, I refer back to my favorite episode of The Simpsons that down in Rand McNally, uh, people drive with their feet and hamburgers eat people. There you go. There's their, there's their roadmap. Yeah, in a world where Wikipedia doesn't exist, yeah, we're still waiting for like a uh, meme to be put into uh, the dictionary. Yeah. We'll oh, see if that my goes. God. Yes. All right. Moving on, we have uh, my my favorite octogenarian. Did I use that right? Octogenarian, age 80 and yes. above? Uh, inexplicably being rumored to be coming part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love Harrison Ford. 
loved it since since the Empire Strikes Back. I've loved Indiana Jones since 1981. It's one of my favorite cosplays, one of my favorite characters in all of fandom. Now the wags, the 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 the, the dog is wagging the tail, tail wagging the dog that he may be taking over the role of Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, portrayed by the late William Hurt in the upcoming Thunderbolts and or becoming uh, the Red Hulk, if that is, if they are so inclined. So uh, Marvel wanted to make the big announcement of D23, but the dreaded KK, that's Kathleen Kennedy, didn't want it to, you know, this was the, uh, did I step on your moment, didn't want to take it away from the bride, which was Indiana Jones 5. So um, this is making the rounds. It feels quasi credible like it's going on because it's just it's showing up you know quote unquote multiple sourced um seems really weird to me todd you said it your best like hey let's you know get an 80 year old and reintroduce him into a role i don't know i don't know i'm dubious enough about indiana jones 5 want to love it don't want to get hurt again Obviously, I'm going to be, you know, kind of neck deep into it. I'm excited about this film. It's a great cast of characters that I really enjoy from a heritage comic title that that I really enjoy. How do we talk about this? You know, as this news has been evolving, you and I, you know, love the Thunderbolts comic back in the 90s when we were in college. But I don't know. No, I'm not digging on it. I'm, I'm not digging on it. We're getting this movie, geez, next summer already. So this is like happening like now, now. So this is, you know, if this is happening, it's already happening. So I don't know, man. It gets a meh for me. Um, I just don't get this. Harrison Ford hates yeah. franchises. He yeah. just does not like them. I mean, and he to- begged, begged stole and borrowed to get out of Star Wars. No idea why he did Indiana he Jones Indies. again. Well, he loves that role specifically, but he doesn't like love franchises. Yeah. And uh, the fact is, you know, William Hurt, passed away and he was in this role and he was he's younger than harrison ford and if they want this character to continue you don't hire an 80 year old to be available for the next 10 years you just don't i mean maybe Callista flockhart wants him out of the house i don't know i don't know they be in movies they brought Um, back picard and he looks you know the character of picard looks way older than patrick stewart so but still yeah it's kind of hard to Hey, I mean, I'm just excited they managed to finish recording Picard before Patrick Stewart mysteriously died of, you know, being ancient. But yeah, no, he <laughs> Di- and- died of being old. Yes, that my favorite old. diagnosis. Well, he, he and Harrison Ford are the same age, I believe. So, but Harrison um, Ford has not looked the same since like the 80s, whereas Patrick Stewart has looked the same for 40 years. He's been bald and kind of gray. Yeah, so he kind of, right. you know, has we haven't seen that transformation in his look except maybe some 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 looks. Now Harrison Ford just I mean, he's great. He he is probably the best looking 80-year-old I've ever seen. Probably but so. he's still 80 years old. Yeah, exactly. So so. I don't know. Eric, do you want Harrison Ford to finally like get his 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 entry into the MCU this way? So I, I don't know that I would say that I finally want Harrison Ford to enter the MCU. And I know we're going to talk about She-Hulk at some point, but clearly what they're doing in She-Hulk, we're bringing in a whole bunch of Hulk lore. So I'm sort of excited about Red Hulk, if that's a thing. Um, but I don't, I, to your point, Todd, I don't know, since Marvel plans everything out 67 years in advance, I don't know what the plan <laughs> is. Yeah, right. You know, with you know, either he's in one Thunderbolts and that's it just to get the cachet and then something happens or... Right you're you're rolling the the dice again but um i can't say that i'm i mean i love him he know obviously knows what he's 
doing. And to your point, Todd has often said how much he hates franchises. So I guess watching him performance in this last, well, two of the Star Wars and just seeing like it was paint by numbers. I'm not excited about that. If you're just putting him in there for him to go through the motions, but I am excited about all the Hulk stuff. So I I can meet you halfway. Right. Right. We could take grumpiness and put into a red Hulk, right? Certainly could do that. Because what's grumpier than a Hulk, My plane, my helicarrier. I I remember when gas was a nickel. Oh my God. So we will, yeah, like I said, we will find out about this uh, in relatively short order because it's supposed to come out, you know, in nine months, basically almost pretty much. Yeah. So they got to get that roll going if it's actually going to be happening, but something that will happen probably before this, and you might be horrified. You may not want to even watch this. And that's a new movie called Megan. It's M3 again. So because it's techie. M3 game. And it's not the prequel. It it's now. not it's not the the third movie in a series of Megans. It's just one and we she is a robot, uh essentially protector. This is essentially like if Chucky was an uh anim, animatronic an, an oversexed animatronic tween. Yes, basically. tween to take care of a child and be a friend, friends to the end, um because this child essentially uh is a her parents died she has a caretaker who is a 20 something who works for a lab that does ai work and and, and animatronic work Normal. so she's looking for you know someone to help her take care of her niece was it a niece yeah 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 yeah, i'm not sure i caught that from the trailer but yeah yeah so so some relationship where this person who probably shouldn't have a kid anyways is now thrust upon managing a child so she's like you know what i will make a ai robot to take care of you because it's easier than me doing it yep you know what it's not like it's gonna turn violent and kill small children or whatever it'll be fine i'm sure it'll be fine yeah, so apparently we've got the Olsen twins are back making movies because that's who looks like is Megan, oh who is this now, really weird, like very like realistic looking human. Right. And it, it guess what, guys? It doesn't go well. Uh, first, Surprising? Of all, first of all, Stunner. Second of all, it doesn't say who's playing uh, Megan. It's, is it is it just a, is it like is it just you know golf balls all over the face like Andy no it's Serkis? just a mask I think that it just looks like a mask right it's um, you know you know who's playing her it's the orphan no there <laughs> is actually so like I know I asked you guys before it started Amy Donald is playing Megan okay. and then, oh, okay uh, Jenna Davis is voicing Megan oh, oh that's okay interesting. all right look at that oh my god would, it, would so, you be offended like. I'm playing the character, but my voice sucks. Ask or I'm not Darth, a good actor. Ask Darth Vader well, that, that question. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, true. That's a Darth that's Vader true. scenario. <laughs> well, there's yeah. only one James Earl, Earl Jones. I don't well, know about this actress. Have you, yeah, have you ever great. heard David Prowse speak? They, they On set, they called him Darth Farmer because of his his country. Uh, Brit- it's better than Darth Farter, apparently. Darth, nurse, n- <laughs> he always farted on stage, you know, on the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can smell them coming a mile away. Uh, we get this in January, which, as you know, we know, is is a total dead zone for films. Um, April and I love this kind of shit. We'll definitely go see it. I, I, I'll probably put this trailer on for her after we get done recording. Yeah, because, yeah it's fucking jacked. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, the, the only thing, Charlie, I would say about January, though, is like they seem to be putting some really solid horror movies as of late in yes, January right. when you come out sure, of the holidays. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one. Yeah, it's a yeah. great time to really have something stand out. 
and be by itself because yeah, right. I mean Avatar will have its hangover into January yep. and <laughs> people I'm sorry. well and, but quite honestly I mean you know unless you're really big about Avatar and seeing it a million times it's really that counter programming which definitely seeing a weird creepy doll do these weird funky dance moves and yeah it's it's just weird and like I said it doesn't look bad it looks pretty good but right man, it looks creepy. I know. It well, it, it looks like it's, you know, if this is what the doctor ordered, yeah. uh, thy will be done. So, no, it's, yeah. I, I, I'm excited. That's that's fun. That's yeah, fun. James Wan is uh, producing this yeah. and it's Blumhouse, you know. Blumhouse yep. has a pretty damn good record. Apparently, they are the most, if you looked at studios last 10 years, they have the most profitable releases of any studio out there. They they produce at the right budget and they they're they're more successful than disney or everybody else they have a better return on their their budget than anybody else that's pretty man, impressive oh man. man alive well one thing this next story and it's funny we didn't even talk about this on code 47 because it's that's how little we care about Star because Trek. there's too much hate you charlie and the rest so oh, i would like to God. hear this is why i put this because i want eric's opinion okay uh, the fact that we've got essentially uh, some more feedback on what could have been the fourth star trek film in the calvin universe uh because it's not probably happening anymore i think this is just dying and no, essentially essentially matt shackman was supposed to be behind this he's now going to be doing fantastic four uh Ooh. before that we had sj clarkson track have to direct the film who is now currently doing the lord of the rings ring of power uh but essentially mckee mckay said he said eventually what we would have seen if we had the the, the what he had planned to see the light of day that would have been about uh chris hemsworth george kirk james kirk uh basically be reunited in a common film uh, mm-hmm. Similar to like Next Generation, the uh, uh, the episode Relic is what they would be. Yeah, uh, that that was the Scotty episode in season six. Yeah. yeah, so this isn't happening, and we know uh, essentially that I just think somebody trying to will a next Star Trek film in existence in this universe. I think we're going to get more Star Trek films. It just is going to be inevitable. It always Someday. is because they like extra <clears throat> revenue. But um, I did not hate the Kelvin films. I hated the second movie. I, I like the first did. one. I like the third did. one. Um, and I'm not against it because it's a different side of Star Trek that you don't see on TV. It's basically more action, more adventure, more more streamlined in a two-hour adventure. Um, so, Eric, because we know Charlie hates the Calvin universe, sometimes he likes it, sometimes he doesn't, depending on his co-hosts and who how they feel. Uh, what do you think about this? I don't know how you feel about these movies. So I have always enjoyed Star Trek, but I am not a, I would not call myself a fan of Star Trek, right? So like Fair. I don't even keep track of the time frames, but I will tell you that I enjoyed, to your point, Todd, I enjoyed the action. Um, I enjoyed the fact that it, to me, no, Charlie, we don't need to fight in the street, but maybe we, whatever. Like to me, it was a, it was a fresh take and it was a, a cool look for me. So I would have totally gone to see a fourth one. And I really, I'm a huge fan of Chris Pine and I loved him in this role. I thought it was really, really cool. So uh, again, I guess we could fight in the street, Charlie, if we want to. But to me, I would absolutely go see a fourth one of these. Okay, like that's going to be our pay-per-view. Patreon yeah, content. On Twitch, uh, yeah. uh, well, pay-per-view. B-Y-O-P, bring your own phaser. Um, this, without a doubt, suffers from um, lacking of time. You got... Two stars uh, who were nobody in 2008, 2009 when they filmed this, whose careers absolutely exploded. You know, Hemsworth with Thor in the MCU, Chris Pine with everything else that he did. They can't, and and Paramount is cheap as shit. Like most studios, they're not going to pay that money. 
So that's what that and and look at the rest of the cast: Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, um, Carl Urban. They're not going to get any of those people and, back. And one of the actresses passed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, so they're, they're, you're not going to get your cast back. It's done. When you, you know, when in juxtaposing juxtaposing it with the original Star Trek, you had a show that got canceled three times. The third time it finally stuck. It was it, nobody heard much of anything about it for a decade. Um, except for a really bad animated series. Uh, when Star Wars came along, Paramount was like, whoa, 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 what can we do to capitalize on this? And that's how we, they were going to start a new show. And then Star Wars convinced them to make a movie out of it. And we got started that motion picture and we don't have to talk about that. And eventually we got the Wrath of Khan, which again, it was action packed and very dramatic and stuff. And that launched a successful string of, of films. But nobody in the cast was a giant star. You know, not even not even Shatner with T.J. Hooker. You know, he he was no Chris Pine and he was no Chris. Hem- he was not one of the Chris's, you know. Um, so that's why I think they were able to go forward and make Star Trek films. Then the next generation, they made some of those films. Nobody in those franchises has an enormous career acting outside of being in Star Trek. You know, so that's that, that's why those films and having those characters now back in Picard and now back in different iterations of things. And that, that's why it's possible. Um, but yeah, there's there's just Paramount's not going to barf up the dollars to make this film happen. So so it dies and it dies. And you know what? I, I, I am with Todd. I enjoyed the first film primarily because it had been almost five years and we had no Star Trek at all. It, it, or it, Star Wars for yeah. a while there. It was the yeah, premier right. sci-fi yeah. you know, thing on screen. Exactly. Uh, the second film came along was a total stinker. Uh, and then you're right. The third film was the best of them all. But again, it got away from JJ. I don't know if JJ came along to make Star Trek because he hated it and wanted to drive it into the ground because, you know, it was it was the sloppy seconds for him because he really wanted Star Wars and he got it and then just didn't care about Star Trek anymore. So the, the whole evolution of what you see in this article is that, yeah, he came along and on Star Trek Day was like, we're making Star Trek 4. And all the cast went, what the fuck are you talking about? Nobody's talking to us. And then the whole thing just spiraled and Matt Shackman bailed. And here we are. Yeah. And I don't know with it, when it comes to Star Trek, if there's enough love for any of the current iterations to say these should be movies, because I think it's right. too niche now. I just think I, it's no, just, I get there's it. not I, enough people who watch Paramount Plus that says, yeah. I love this cast and I'm going to pay money to see them on the screen. It's so the same, yeah, I don't it, know. It, I don't know what they was, do. Yeah, It was the same thing with DS9 and Voyager. People didn't say, ah, we, you know, all the diehards are like, yeah, I want to see a movie and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, it's, it was really only the wild success of Next Generation that led it into a film franchise. Yeah. And then the rest of it kind of stuck around on TV. So yeah, this, this is a thing that it's, it's time has passed. And at some point in the future, there will be something else. But it's just I don't I don't see it being this. Yeah. Nostalgia yeah. needs to kick in again in 20 years. Maybe we'll exactly. see. Exactly. There will yeah. always yeah. When be Star, Trek's Star Trek saying nobody's caring about Star Trek again because we've like it, we burned it out because we had 85 shows. And now right. it's like, oh, we, we killed it. But oh, well, that right. is uh, we got one more story before right. we move on. And that is essentially we can all say that Blade is to blame for killing the Marvel movie schedule. Thanks, Blade. You suck. Yes. Ah, Boy, and it's a big jump, too. Almost a year. Ouch. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is quite a jumble of a schedule. Yeah, Blade there. Untitled Deadpool movie. uh, Pushes back a couple of months. Fantastic Four. 
uh, back a few months. Um, it's no longer a four; it's a, a twenty-five. So yeah. they can't, can't you can't have that synergy of a, a four in well, their they title. Have the four, and they'll just squiggle it out. It'll be Five. like April twenty twenty-five. It's like April or- four. Yeah. It'll be their chance, and it comes out on uh, Valentine's Day. But maybe the five will be, and we stuck Spider-Man in there. Watch it. I'm zoom. It's possible. No, no, no. Too soon. No. Too soon. Too soon. Okay. Yeah. We're so a, we're so Ghost Rider in there if we're doing it. Well, oh, maybe yeah. like with oh, a yeah. So and Hulk and, Hulk and Wolverine. Yeah, and yes. Hulk and Wolverine. Yeah, we put all exactly the new Fantastic Four before we bring yeah, in right. the old Fantastic Four because yeah, why not? Right. Uh, but essentially. Blade is to blame because this was supposed to be start filming in November and the director and we've heard noise about the script. It's 90 pages long. There's two very subpar action sequences. A page as a script is essentially a minute on the film. So nobody's happy about this. And the, the, the fact that they've got Oscar winner Marsha Holly Ali, I'm killed his name. Um, Mar- Marshian Ali, I believe. Yes, sure, whatever. Uh, I'm sure that we've both pronounced that correctly. Um, Why not? Uh, he's unhappy, and I don't know how much longer they can keep this guy, who's very talented, won an Oscar, to say, yeah, we're going to keep waiting for you to not do this role and before you take on more things. So, so this <laughs> right. has been extended, and because of all these things, now it's kind of pushed out their their filmography, which is we got the feeling that Marvel wants more movies on screen because Disney Plus is good, but having box office to supplement that and then bring it to Disney Plus is even better. How would you like a billion dollars and then to screen would, it? Or would you I like would, no billion would, dollars and put it on your screening service? I would love a billion dollars. Find me that billion dollars. I'm all yes. for it. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of then created this chain reaction of blade moving to uh, september 2024 which makes sense you want a vampire movie in the fall good deal uh then we also had the deadpool movie which we just talked two weeks ago they claimed their space in september 2024 now moved out to november and these movies cascade to once again said charlie so um this is interesting because i don't know what's before blade but i don't know if that makes a big gap I don't know, I, man. I will say this. I think they benefit from a big gap. Okay. I think there is so... You are asking so much of someone to have to watch 97 shows before they go to the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so true. You know, I really... Yeah. And I'm not kidding. I think they would benefit from a from a break. As long as... If, from a Disney Plus programming perspective, as long as you can fill that gap with Star Wars or something else... I think they would benefit from taking a break and letting people just enjoy what's out there as opposed to, you know, right now we're in this, I mean, there's a gluttony of content to watch. If you're a, a any, you have any nerddom bone in you, there's so much stuff to watch. It would be nice mm-hmm. to spread some of it out so that we don't go into December and be like, I've watched all the things. I have nothing to do for an entire month as I wait for you to put out the next Disney plus series. So yes. I feed us, you know, it sucks. Cause I really wanted to see, um, I really wanted to see this come to fruition. I mean, all the things, the way that it connects to the Eternals and the Ebony Blade and all that sort of stuff. I was excited about where that would go. Uh, and I hope we still get there, but I don't know. I want it to be done right. And quite honestly, um, there's a little bit of, I feel that Marvel hangover for reals. So I would like a little bit of a break. You aren't the only one. I, I oh, think I'm that, aware. I'm not the only yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I think Charlie even shared a comic. Like, uh, it, it's basically saying someone saying, "I don't love this Phase Four thing," and it's basically saying, and this group says, "Okay, but 
that's reality. You need everybody to like Marvel, not just a small subset. And that's right. why Marvel is so popular. It made so much money because everybody was so excited about what was going to happen next. Now it's like, I don't know what's going to happen next because I've lost track and right. I've lost a lot of interest. So, and it's, and it's not because it's a niche thing. It's because, um, it's just, it's just too much. And like right. I said, when you had three movies a year, easier to keep track versus like six TV series plus three movies. Now you've doubled your ability to care for people. And I don't know. I, I, I want Marvel to do well. I like what they're doing with the film and this is going to come out in our She-Hulk talk, but I get it. Um, if you want to be the biggest thing in the world, you've got to appeal to the biggest broad base. And right now I don't think Marvel is right. I don't know, man. Like I said, I there has to be a balance at some juncture, or it's just it's going to flame out, you know. And it, I mean, it's going to flame out regardless. That's the way it works with really anything. There's unless you're nothing, the Fast and the Furious, but you only yeah, have one movie every three years, though. Right? You know what? What has gone up and never come down? I mean, there must be an example. I can't think of it, but it's the. But it always. I mean, just like James you know, Bond peaked, it came down. Harry yeah. Potter is completely done with the yeah. uh, the 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 Fantastic Beasts. So yeah, there's not yeah, many exactly. that have continued to just peak just, and peak and peak. Yeah, things. Thing Things are cyclical, a little circle back in a certain fashion, but yeah. in Star Wars right now, we yeah. haven't had a movie in six years, right? What we said so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it'll be another six before you, another three to five before we see one. So I don't know. You know, I mean, again, this kind of thing is always in flux. Uh, it'll come back around to be something or other. So I, I'm not worried too desperately. We will get something. Really? Huh? I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I know. Would, I just thought they shut the door and say, "Sorry, yeah. Marvel, it's over." We are all set forever. Good night. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. So that's it for Madam Web. So now it's time for us to pack our bags up, get in our Uber, head over to the Geek Easy where we get our nerd on and our drink on. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are getting our nerd on. So, Charlie, uh, you're going to try to convince me to watch Lord X again? Uh, yeah. No, it was great. We just talked about this on Code 47, which will be out by the time you're listening to this. Peter and Katie and myself, bi-weekly talking about Star Trek. This is just a show. And again, Todd, you watched a few and you're like, meh, whatever. I, I tried watching it at night and I fell asleep. I'm like, oh. Apparently it didn't engage me. Well, uh, and that's Lower Dex's fault. Come on now. But anyway, this is this is a show, and I kind of liken it to uh, what I think, and kind of with other Star Trek shows. Uh, TOS is is not a great example because its third season was its worst because they were cutting the budget trying to trying to get it canceled. TNG hit a stride in its third season. DS Nine more in its fourth season, but the third season it was vastly improved. Voyager took a big leap forward in season three. So and uh, Enterprise was awesome in its third season. I think Lower Decks is kind of doing the same thing. Every episode has just been a blast. We were we were just roiling. There was a, a great episode that was kind of a, a sequel to something that happened in season two. It was very, very satirical about the, the exocomps, which is it's a TNG reference. It's a little space box. Uh, but we found one that was, you know, they, they were sentient but one was an ensign on the cerritos but was a narcissist and abandoned the crew in their moment of need and then ends up on a planet and it was just it was hilarious uh and then the second one was a and you'll appreciate anybody could appreciate this but one of the characters wrote a holodeck story where it was a sequel to again another episode from previously in the series where he's a hero captain and you know it's just all the getting all of these hijinks 
the show is a blast and it does its best by picking apart making fun of star trek it's galaxy quest it's galaxy quest i'm not going to say the orville because screw the orville um but it's definitely it's galaxy quest personified into i'm not even gonna say rick and morty vibe because i don't watch that show and it's not quite as raunchy really is that but it's fun because it still fits within star trek canon but it spends most of its time uh poking and poking away at the show so um so i would say yes obviously intrinsic knowledge of the show is helpful but listening to the three of us talk peter and i are very heavy into star trek where katie is getting into it slowly but she's the one who helped me have a deeper appreciation for this show because I think for someone who's not like in the Star Trek, like Peter and myself, um, who can find an appreciation for it, I think it demonstrates that it's potentially a little bit more accessible because of the type, the type of humor. So at any rate, as I was saying, I really do enjoy uh, the fact that getting into its third season, I feel like they haven't missed, they haven't had a duffer of an episode, which a lot of the Star Treks do. Picard really did. I mean, my God, we've talked that one to death about how friggin' terrible it is uh, in its second season. And I, I've just really been enjoying it. So anyway, uh, Star Trek rant end. And um, moving on, we've all watched the finale of She-Hulk. Uh, I'm going to actually turn this one right over to Eric because, Eric, you had some straight, you know, kind of strong thoughts right out the gate. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you have this one. No, I look, I I will say that from minute one of She-Hulk, I thought Tatiana is probably my favorite person in the MCU cast right up there with Tony Stark and Deadpool, right? Like top three characters. She is pitch perfect in everything. My... Thing that I texted you about that I struggle with is I had no problem in the episode before that we're sleeping with Deadpool or Deadpool. We're sleeping with Daredevil. And that would make and a lot that more sense. That would make a lot more sense. That would make a lot more sense. All of the fourth walls while they're naked. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, you, you sleep with Daredevil and he does the walk of shame. I'm totally fine with that. But then he's like hosting the family barbecue. I just, my concern is not necessarily She-Hulk specific. It actually has nothing to do with the show. It has to do with introducing this character that I don't know how you're going to write it out of this corner, right? I loved the finale. I loved the self-referential. I liked all of the stuff that was going on. I liked the timeout in the middle. I liked all of that stuff right up until the family barbecue where Matt Murdock is now like giving yeah. you his, his, yeah. spice, his spice recipe when like the Netflix Matt Murdock is a completely different character. And we don't need to do that one, but I don't right. know how I'm supposed to take this one serious because you see what happens in the MCU with a character like Ant-Man. It's next to impossible to pull it back and me to take him serious when it matters, right? Yeah. And and similar, I would say similar to the way that they cast Tom Holland and Spider-Man. It's difficult when it matters. You know, when Aunt May dies, it's hard to bring him back for it to be serious because everything is a joke for two and a half hours except for the six minutes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I would say without a doubt, and Todd Todd was poking me last week and he's fun. And he says, well, I said, I think this one's my favorite. And, and it's like, but this is just the one that's on. And it, it's a good point because you're right. Something else might come on that might blow this out of the water. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I had said last week. And I was like, well, you know, you're right. It's with maybe even kind of pursuant to what we were talking about before. Too much content. It just becomes a wash. You can't really remember you know, peaks and valleys up and down sideways. Um, but this, this was the most fun 
I think oh, I've had a hundred. Yeah, yeah, in and a very I did, long time. Yeah, and I did not know that I wanted a superhero Ally McBeal, but clearly that is what we're doing right now. And I was I was here for it. So we didn't you get know, a dancy baby though. No, not no. We got but yeah, but you did get Megan the Stallion and the yeah, twerking. That's true. Yeah. Twer- which, no twerking baby. That's which that's by better. the by the way sidebar Megan the Stallion on SNL absolutely unwatchable. Not really. Funny. I thought of the people that come on as like a musical guest. I thought she held her own. I, I'll, I'll leave it that I, way. It, I, I, almost, I, I, there I, I was disagree, too many skits with her, too many skits with her, and they kind of felt right. one note, but totally get it. I did yeah. like the deer skit. That made that was just dumb. It, was, but, it made no sense. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right, Eric, because uh, I, I really enjoyed the show. And then I watched that last episode and I'm like, WTF. It, and the point when I said that was when it was like the right, finale. Right. It was like yes. showing up a yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah. a, a yep. promotional speaker. We've got the, the Hulk folks. And then right. they do this. And I'm like, yeah, that tracks for a, a show with MCU where they bring in the villain, they do their thing. But then it's like, there's Titania. And then they're right. like, what is going? I mean, did exactly. they go off the rails? I'm like, nope, they're doing this because they wanted to right. do that. They have her go through the Disney Plus, you know, app. Do that. Go to see oh Kevin, God. which was fantastic. So, yep. oh, and they even so talked. They even talked about the fact that they wanted a AI to have like a look like he's wearing a hat, like Kevin Feige does. Yep. And they actually had to get Kevin Feige to prove that. I like the fact that Kevin Feige was so self-deprecating that he was fine with this, which is great because right. it was kind of like, why can't we do that? Because Kevin said no, and we can't do this, and and do we want to make a dream sequence for the next season? I'm like, oh I'm God. I'm all in. But where I lost it to your point the the whole barbecue and then it's like bruce shows up here's my son scar and i'm like yeah that feels like when we bring in like the cousin oliver from right. from what <laughs> what was and, a Brady bunch and, that and that's was how the, it felt that's what i meant that's what it felt and, like and that was the part of it that you were supposed to take seriously because you're like oh but, it didn't, but i didn't yeah. but you couldn't yeah you're right well they, you, you're right they, they had you on the line but then yeah the big yank yeah so well you like, couldn't yeah now, you couldn't yeah you couldn't because it's two one number one the show is too short number two if you don't know this is my point about like give me a second if you don't know what's going on with planet hulk you would have literally no idea why exactly. that even matters yeah. right right it was it was a it was a lack of referential. I mean, obviously, you knew from watching the show he was in space, but you didn't know where he was going. But he was picking up his it, like you have child support, or you got to take your son. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is Hulk. It's yeah, your weekend. You got to come grab the kids. Your, your weekend. Yeah, these are your two weeks in the summertime. So you know she's got tickets to Space Vegas or whatever. So it's very weird. Yeah, it, it oh, was yeah. very weird, especially very since weird. he potentially might be in the Young Avengers because we can't have a, a Hulk film because of that that like paramount deal or well, universal deal i thought that was over very now, odd though. i thought I, I thought maybe that was over. Yeah, yeah it just felt so weird it's like they didn't have to do that it just felt right. like okay and unless you're like so in the weeds that bit doesn't pay off and it's like that felt weird to probably like 90 percent of the people watching it was just like oh so yeah i like I mean, it yeah I, I i like what they did in a humorous way a but it's so not for everybody yeah. i totally get yeah. it uh but it's it's fun and it's, she was great i loved her as a character and we got so many C-list characters that were a lot of fun. Um, maybe that would have just been enough if we just had her do those things. But I don't know. I I don't know. It was, like I said, I, I think, you know, to Eric's point, we were going along great, you know, cranking. And then, yeah, one of the wheels fell off the, fell off the bus. You know what I mean? Uh, they tr- tried to pivot too hard into making us understand something, making 
them, the other people, people who are watching for the first time, being like, why does Hulk have a son? What did I miss? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't get the deal with the kid's hair. Was it shaved in front? Did he, he had, he had a, he had a reverse, reverse bowl cut. I couldn't figure out what was going on with that either. You know, I, Will you take her? But I guess the question: Will you take her seriously if she's in the as a supporting character within the MCU? And will you feel like, well, she could just break the fourth wall and just do something to fix this? Yeah, that's the problem. That's like, is that going to work? Well, well, I don't know. The question is, yeah, in what capacity does she then return to be a piece of an ensemble, like yeah. I said, the supporting character? That that is lost to me now. So mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the show's coming back for another season or that's the bit that's floating around out there. I get sick of seeing these posts that said source deadline, but no link. I'm trying to be just a lot more wary of that kind of thing. I'm sick of it. Um, But that was a source deadline with no link that I saw today or yesterday or whatever it is. So wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Eric, what else you got going on? Anything else you're watching, loving? Anything like uh, that? I uh, I'm absolutely in love with Andor. I don't know if I'm allowed to be in love with Andor in this show. You, but can, I, you can. I will. I will be silent to say I gave up on the show, and I have nothing else to say. You know, and over on Holocron, Holocron, our Star Wars show. In a surprising move by Mark, my partner, who is very pro Star Wars, and we brought on Peter, who's my my Star Trek co-host, who also is a huge Star Wars guy. We didn't care for it. We're just not caring for the tone. But t- tell me why you like it. Yeah, I, tell us I, why I, you I like it. I would yeah. love to hear somebody talk to me about why they dig it. Yeah. Uh, so I like it um, for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like we're telling a different story or at least a different part of the universe we haven't told before. And one of the nerdy things that I was telling a buddy of mine, obviously you see the toys behind it. It's like that first episode I saw bricks and I've never seen bricks in Star Wars, right? So like like, like, uh, like bricks, bricks, like, like, bricks, foundational, right? like, like foundational, like, you know, like structure. Just, just the buildings look different, right? Okay. Um, right. And I watch the six episodes we're into. I've like just come to this realization that one of the reasons that I think the last three movies don't work is because it's very difficult to tell a Skywalker Sith story without Darth Vader. Right. Um, And this feels like let's tell a different story where there isn't a stormtrooper and there isn't a Jedi. And let's see what happens. And obviously you guys aren't into it, which is totally fine. But I am into it because there is no Jedi. There are no stormtroopers. It feels very like down on the ground and super tight. And I like I like that as a show in the Star Wars universe. It probably wouldn't work as a movie, but I like it as a show. I I like to I agree with you that I like those things, too. And Todd. I get the feeling feels more strongly than I do because I'm still watching it out of contractual obligations because I do a show, but it's just, the pacing is just glacial. Uh, and I, and, and, and in looking at the fact that it's two seasons of 12 each, we're now halfway through that first season and all of the best clip, all of the best things that they put together in this trailer of actual space battles and things, the wars of the star are just in front of us. And I feel like we've just done a lot of talking, um, maybe it'll pay off, but I think this was the conversation I was having with April, my wife, is that it's like, well, maybe it's going to pay off, but why don't we do more with what we got as opposed to being like, we're just going to, we're building to something, we're building to something. I guess I'd, I guess by episode six, I would like to have seen more happen, but they have a plan. It may not be a great plan, but it's, it's going somewhere. 
I, 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 will, I, just, I, I hear you. I will say to me, I am okay with the pacing because I thought Obi-Wan was not a thing that I dug at all. And no. Boba, Fett ended, Boba Fett ended up being an episode of the A-Team with Christian oh as yep. Gia Baracus, right? So like oh, this man. to me yep. feels like somebody at least crafted a story that I had not seen before with characters that you may or may not be into. But I, I am all in on Andor right now. Yeah. I, I I respect that. I do. I do. I and and it could end up being something that I don't see. Um, and you just may be more patient than me. And I would I would love it if you're right because going into this, I was super fired up. I love rebellion stuff. That's my jam. I love Rogue One. Wanted to get more out of it. And I just feel like we're if we're getting there, it's you know, we're 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 on a bicycle, not a motorcycle. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I hear you. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like you said, uh, I, I loved Rogue One and what they did. And essentially, if you didn't know, that could have been a non-Star Wars movie and it would have worked. Um, Tony Geroy is awesome. He makes pacing. And I like tense thrillers, these type of things. I feel like if Star Wars wasn't on this, I don't know many people who watch it, quite honestly. Because I think it doesn't have what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And without that, plus the pacing. And I don't like any of the characters. Andor I don't find compelling. And then Mon Mothma, the drama with the one character with his mom being naggy and then her horrible family. And it's like, <laughs> well, I don't true. understand. I don't understand. You know, maybe people understand her, her, her thing. Yes, she's sacrificing your family for her mission and her family is feeling it. And this mother who wants, and it's then creating this kid who's also basically, you're creating an incel who's angry. So I'm like, I get that. I just didn't need sex episodes to tell me. I didn't need two episodes to hear horrible Andor's horrible backstory. I didn't need that. It's just feel like we're, and that's what I think probably is the biggest problem with Disney Plus. They have to milk this. If they made it six episodes total, I think it'd be a better show. We don't have to wait three episodes for something interesting to happen. Mm. I totally get that. I mean, I totally get what they're doing. I, I do. And I think Andor, I think Rogue One did it fantastic because two hours, we got people who die. It's it's the, the consequences. I don't need 24 episodes to essentially do the same thing they did in two hours. So that's my guess. And I just stopped because I'm like, you know what? It's not going to be, it's not going to make me happy because I feel like, and I don't know. I don't know how this is appealing. Critically, this is fantastic from an audience standpoint. No, no. I think critically like critics, I don't know if there's a huge fan, like baseline, like kids wanting to watch this. And that's, what's been keeping Star Wars afloat is kids. Bad right. batch things like that to adults. I don't know. So Eric, you may be a smaller subset of like Star Wars fans who want this and they like the the uh, execution of it. I don't know. I, I'm just curious to hear ultimately how did this perform, and is this going to be the future of Star Wars, or is this a uh, experiment that maybe did not pan out because we aren't getting Star Wars movies right now? So right for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right, Todd, what do you got? One thing this week, uh, Midnight Club. This is by Mike Flanagan. He's the guy that's been doing a lot of like the the house on uh, was it the house on Haunted Hill, like those more scarier versions of the things we've had. Um, and this is uh, an interesting series. I watched the first episode where it's about kids that are essentially these are like the kids that like that they have the wish because they're dying of cancer, have different things, terminal illnesses essentially that are going to this um, house to die on their own terms it's very sad um especially as you know parents charlie yourself you know you've dealt with this it's Mm -hmm. not it it could be touchy um but it is interesting as they talked about it um and i like that that this is one girl who she's dealing with 
basically, Mel, uh, I think it's, she's dealing with lung cancer. And she knows her prognosis isn't great, but she wants to be around the living and kids her own age. So she chooses to go to hospice in this old house. And it's from like the 1800s. It's had many different lives. At one point, a cult lived there, which is kind of crazy. Ah, and Turned into poltergeist. Yeah. So essentially, it's this gathering of kids with various diagnosis. And you're, you're learning their stories. And there is something that happened at this house. And there's something sinister. But it may not be sinister. I don't know. But I like this because I feel like it's very much addressing a certain area of horror that is not light, but it it has some weight to it. I really like this. It's on Netflix. There's 10 episodes out now. It just dropped. So I'm behind. I've watched one episode. And, you know, one day out, I'm not up cup speed, but I like it. I like the protagonists. Wow. I like the characters. And the one doctor who uh, is running the house, she's um, – it's Nancy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, uh, Heather <laughs> Langenkamp. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's, I was like, who we, is that we, woman? Like, we just watched that, and we're like, what the hell is she doing? And this is what yeah. she's doing, huh? Yeah, I it's will great. Have to have to tell April about that. I mean, wild. it's lighter fare some of some of the other things he's done. I think it's because of the subject matter, kids dealing with you know terminal illness. It's very, oh, yeah. very touching. And uh, But the characters are, are intriguing. They're interesting, and they are uh, really – a different approach to horror in that lens. So I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Wow. Like I said, I've only watched the first episode. It could go horribly wrong. Could be bad. Well, but I like it. It sounds like it's destined to go horribly. Something. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Critically though. Like, is it like done well? I don't know long-term, but I mean, I like what I saw. It's new. Is it new? And it was brand like new. Dropped Just wrapped on Friday. And it all dropped. Netflix yep. is still doing the, yep. the whole drop. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wild. Well, all right. Well, that wraps it up for the Geek Easy. Time to get out that Air Qantas app. We are headed to the land down under. It's time for the Thunderdome. The geeks await. And Spooktember, Spook, Spook Trevision has hit week three. Let's do it. Welcome to another edition of Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or game. And we're gathered again for week three of Shocktober with Hellraiser. This is 2022's rendition of the classic 1987 horror movie from Clive Barker, who wrote a novel that was adapted like a year later, actually, back in the, the day, which is funny um, that it was like, I don't know many novels that get adapted that quickly. Uh, but it's essentially about a uh, young woman struggling with addiction, comes into a possession of an ancient puzzle box unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. The uh, this Cenobites! Is, yes, this Cinnabon! Was, yes, the Cinnabons. Uh, directed by David Bruckner, uh, written by uh, Ben Collins, Luke Petrowski, David Escorier. Man, he's infamous. He did, he's either oh. horrible oh. or good. Oh. Yeah. But, but he's the name. I don't know, Bruckner. I, I don't recognize any of those names. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, not Jerry Bruckheimer either. It's, it's <laughs> David Bruckner. And then stars Odessa Azian, James, Jamie Clayton, and Adam Faison, which I maybe they're people I know of, but I don't. No. So highly unlikely. Uh, the only person I can think of is the, the, the British wealthy person. He looked familiar. The Do we know who well, he was? The young. Well, oh well, the only guy that I knew in this, the uh, Goran Vajnik, who was yes, on the yes, yes, yes. Like I yeah. said, the handsome Brit uh, British guy. 
Yeah. Is he British? I don't know. I, I don't know. No, because Goran, he's a, a Serb Croatian or something. He's a, well, but it doesn't mean he was playing a Serb Croatian. Right. I, didn't, I don't know. I, didn't, I thought he had a British accent. I didn't. Maybe he did. I know. Like okay. I said, was, well, was, we can get into the details of whether this man was what he was because we don't really know. Um, right. But so Hellraiser, I will give the predecessor that, uh, or the, the I guess the precursor that I've seen the original by Clive Barker, the movie. And I loved it. It was I of a time, but I, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. But maybe that is, you know, rose colored glasses from a previous time when movies were less complex. But I've seen both of these. And I can say that one was better than the worst. One was better than this. And we'll decide that uh, based on your own opinions as well. So, um, gentlemen, uh, let's let's walk through this movie. So. Are, are essentially we open with a sex party, this mansion that's this like ridiculous house. Uh, this young gigolo is brought in. He's then shown these house of pleasures. He's then brought into this like area and then told to basically open a puzzle box. He does. He bleeds. Why he's would essentially? Any, why would anybody think that's a good idea? He's essentially then skewered and. That's when things go awry. And I don't know how many years fast forwarded we are after that fact. Six years. Six years later. Okay. No, hold on. If I might, did they go backwards or forwards? No, they went forward because this is the beginning of it because we saw the host, the the European man uh, who hosts this party. Victor Newman. He's Victor Newman. Victor Newman of this household, which Eric, by the way, we are big fans of Young and the Restless. uh, That that soap (laughs) opera, Victor Newman. Why wouldn't you be, for sure. Exactly. Victor Newman is this this weird like European man who is like the godfather. We love him. He's great. Um, But beyond that, so this is how we open up and it creates this you know, the, 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 the puzzle box, this jiggle opens it, it blood, and then we see what happens. So from there, what did you gentlemen think uh, where it went from there? Uh, the, uh, Eric, please. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no okay. I, I, I'm not. I, I'll say I'm not unsure. Okay. So I love horror films and specifically my favorite part of horror films. And I don't know what the film word is it but it's the preamble to the story right what you're just talking about the prologue right the prologue if you will you know when you watch a movie like ghost ship that has an incredible prologue right where the totally i remember that movie yeah ghost ship yeah Yeah. isn't it where like the the, like the 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 wire wire and yeah that was awesome i remember that yes right so those are my favorite moments of horror because it kind of pushes you into the story and gets you excited my problem with this film and I'll let you guys get to most of the other problems. But my specific problem is <laughs> the preamble is the movie. It's literally 27 mm-hmm. of the exact same scene, just in different, you know, somebody picks up the demonic Rubik's Cube. Somebody bleeds in the Rubik's Cube. Somebody gets pulled apart by the Cenobites, rinse and repeat. There is no right. other story for two hours other than mm-hmm. this is what happened, step by step by step. And, you know, outside of the fact that, umbrella wise it's a terrible film from a story wise it's just the same thing for two you don't need you literally can watch that scene and fast forward to the last 15 minutes and you know the movie nothing else has happened in the hour and 45 minutes you skip over before you get to the last 15 minutes yowza um 
Wow, that's very true. Jumping. It's the directions on yeah. the shampoo box. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rinse and repeat. Lather, rinse, yes. repeat. And you know, like, I, Charlie, before you jump in, you know it's a bad movie when the most interesting part is the puzzle. Like, you, were, I was like, oh, this the way this puzzle moves is super turn, cool. Yeah. That's very cool how they did that. But go ahead. How will they figure it out? And apparently yeah. everybody can. <laughs> I get it. Everybody's a winner in so much that everyone will be flayed and pulled apart. By I know. Box. I cannot figure out the box that you move it around to get the, get the ball in. I mean... These people right. are superstars at puzzle solving. I guess. I lied. One last thing, Charlie, before you jump in. Wait, How is it that Riley mean. never gets hit by that fish hook thing? She's the oh, only yeah. one who picks up that thing and misses it every single no. time. It's 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 a gift. This movie from the jump, uh, it's just it, it's not like people talking. Like the movie begins with a sex scene, and the guy making love to this woman is is the most like. Does that feel good? Am I doing that right? How am I doing? I, I glommed onto that right away and I turned to April. I'm like, man, I know it's not like, with, I'm not like, honey, how am I doing? Let me take some notes. I like, for, right from there, I'm like, this is going to be one of those movies where people don't talk like people. And it was the same thing. Yeah, it was this young woman recovering from addiction. She's crashing with her brother, but her brother's gay and has a gay lover. And then there's a Latinx woman and think there's another, there's a black guy in there. So it's No, like, that, that woman was not Latinx. She was like Australian. Right. But anyway, yeah. it, was, you know, it was, it was basically, it was your, it was, yeah. it was all the colors of the rainbow in this one apartment. The the lover way out was Latinx, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 There you go. I, I knew that there was a lot of cultural diversity represented in this apartment, that there were like nine people in there. So they, it must've been New York city because you know, there's a place where nine people would live in the same spot. Um, but yeah, just quickly devolves into, um, her being absorbed, you know, finding the box and then getting drawn into this thing and that thing. And Eric, as you had said, it's all a bunch of nothing until we get right back to where we where things kicked off in the beginning with that that scene. You know, I why was it six years apart? Was there is this something that only happens every six years? I mean, you know, and it was six years to devise this great plot right, to get exactly. the junkie to right. marry the woman to, to get the woman to seal right. the plot. I mean, that's well, kind of felt like it was the plot was just so weird. Yeah, and I wonder if when you go to the, when they go to the hospital, I wonder if the, they're trying to t the six year jump is because Serena locked it up. I wonder if that's what they're like. Yeah, he took maybe. it from him after yeah. he does you know does what he does and locked it up for. I don't know. Right. So when we see the end part with, you know, uh, the, the, the guy from ER finally getting pulled apart, which is just beyond gratuitous. What does that even mean? Like, how does the story really, I just, it, it all fell apart for me. I just, I, I yeah, maybe, maybe it's cause I watched it over a week ago, but none of it is really sticking with me. What the hell happened? I mean, I mean, he essentially it's it's making a deal with the devil. This is what this whole thing is making a deal with the devil. And then you choose your specific uh, pleasure, pain, whatever. And I think we had like six different like levels. Six, of, yeah, I think there's six. Yeah, yeah, different options you could choose. But it was essentially the monkey's paw curse. It was essentially, yes, you wanted pleasure, but the, the or or whatever you got or the pain or whatever was not the way you wanted it. And that was the whole thing. He wanted pleasure, right? And his whole thing was, well, you got sensation, not pleasure. So sorry, we don't do that thing. And he got like essentially a box in between his chest, which is pulling on his nerves. So he got sensation and that was his thing. And then you got other people that got different things and, 
it was very weird because like you said, we got this box found in a chest that they're trying to get a score. This, this main protagonist, this woman who is a junkie with her boyfriend, who is a junkie. And Eric, you made a, made a joke. It's like what junkie has like all of this stuff in their house Highly successful, obviously. Somebody is doing that because I don't know uh, junkies like financing their lifestyle. They have and these I brought that up because right, like, that's where the story falls yeah. apart, right? Because Maybe she, said, there's seven people living in that other apartment who are friends right. with this guy who's the boyfriend, but they go to his house and he has nine Eames chairs and vintage pinball machines. And you're like, yeah, right. we're on the same. We're on the same. Right. In a, in a, in a tiny shitty apartment, yeah, yeah, where where it's night and it's raining. Where all the his time is like, house, I've yeah. got a warehouse. I just am lacking furniture to fill up right. my space. Yes, I yes. do. I no, nothing more than I love the the person who lives in the warehouse. Definitely feels like you're in Canada, yeah. you know, which is I'm sure where they shot this. Because what don't they shoot in Canada? Yeah, we we don't really know because you know it was like this very vague place, and we just the hardest part with this, I could not relate to the protagonist. And that was my biggest problem. She was not likable. Um, and all the mistakes yeah. she made, I get it. It was regret and everything like that. But everything, every consequence and everything she did impacted everybody else except for her. Like you said, Eric, every time she did the box, it didn't hit her. And then she would like run into somebody and like, oops, sorry, I stabbed you. Yeah. Now you're screwed. Right. Here yeah. comes, the, here comes the Cinnabons to get you. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm suffering from not seeing the first film or perhaps I did and I don't really recall. So if you could give me, you know, reader's digest version, just a paragraph of the first film, I, you know, either of you guys, please, what happened in that first film that was different or completely, completely separate or an improvement or what, what was, what was going on in that first film that had anything to do with this? And Eric, did, you've seen it before. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Time, yeah. But, I, but like I immediately, four minutes into this film, I will say, Charlie, to give you a reader, my point of view, the one thing that the original did better than this one is I don't know why this one was shot completely in broad daylight. I don't know why you need to see yeah. all of the Cenobites because in the original, the the dark and the lighting to me made it, obviously it was brand new at the time. It, it, I remember it just being shocking the, the way yeah. in which these characters looked, but you didn't get to see them all. And in this one, it was like, we're we're at Best Buy and they're walking around like in broad daylight. And I, the Geek I think, Squad, yeah, can they, I help yeah, you? The, 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 the Geek Squad from Hell who's going to help you with your Rubik's Cube. Geek um, Squad from Hell. Hell's and, Geek Squad. I would say, above and beyond the story, I would say the aesthetic is Clive was much better at kind of shrouding it and making it feel heavier and darker where this was way, especially at the end, way too bright. And which made everybody look like they were wearing plastic Mighty Morphin Power Ranger suits as opposed to like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely oh, right, man. Eric. I mean, and I think part of it, the, the first movie felt kind of Gothic. It was yeah. felt like it was Victorian or whatever that area you had, like the, the main antagonist was this gentleman who made a deal with the devil and that kind of created an atmosphere that felt more uh, brooding, different versus this, which this felt like the fourth movie in the Hellraiser trilogy, which there are like 10 of these. Unfortunately, really? this felt more of those. This felt like Hellraiser Hell on Earth. This felt like a bad, 
fourth movie. My yes. ex-wife? Oh, sorry. Yes. Okay. yes. So there are that's a problem. I that's where I compare this. I'm like, this felt like it was more of like the next thing of another thing that didn't feel like it's like we're doing this for a paycheck. It's a directed DVD. You go to we Blockbuster, get, it's like I have nothing else yeah. to rent. This is the movie I'm getting. Or it's on we Cinemax. Get the, we get the yeah. thing and we put it on the other thing. This it's has like no style. This has yeah. no, no style. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. no care. Yeah. No, no feel of like, okay, I can see what they're going for for it just is dealing with some 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 shortcomings in regards to maybe acting scripting or directing <laughs> some shortcomings of everything. exactly this felt like it just didn't and and i i applaud them for trying to do some more of the like um non-binary things totally get that but i felt like none of the characters looked iconic they looked right. like they were just updated very clean in a way, and I know they're gross and disgusting. It's kind of a but, CG, CGI mess. It was just but like, it didn't feel like this is, was like really, wow, this is new and fresh. It just mm. felt like this is like the cleaner, more up-to-date version of what you got. But I don't know. I, I just felt like nothing was really brought here that had any sense of character. Felt like that, that brought this honor to what they did in the past. So this is where I felt like the old is better than the new because it felt like it had more um weight and also a little bit more character right right it, gore for gore's sake is how i felt at the end of this well and, because... and i was making the comparison on twitter is if you look at prey which i don't know what you guys thought but like to me is like top 10 Loved films it. of the oh, year yeah. right oh um, my god yes and it took, it took predator and evolved and told a different story right and it, right. it did all of the things that you wanted it to do and opens quite honestly opens up predator to a whole another way to tell that story this Absolutely. did none of those things no. Right. literally none of those things B backed itself down into a, the 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 equivalent of a marvel of an mcu film with the big blue sky hole let's cgi the shit out of everything acting doesn't matter story doesn't matter tone doesn't matter um but just scare 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 where with the marvel it's just thrill and it's it's all the punching so this was all of the the punching into cgi and the big blue sky hole equivalent into a horror film which was just gross it was just gross it did i, I wasn't scared uh, no. I was, I was, I was, just, I was just grossed out, and it, it didn't thrill me. It didn't make me think or feel. And like you said, the, none of the characters were particularly likable or interesting. Um, so it just, it just really went nowhere. And when they all died, who really cared? Yeah, and and where we're left at the end, if you watch the end and you saw the European gentleman from the, the beginning of the movie, the ER guy, yes, brought forward she, she and the then ER. essentially flayed. Which yeah, exactly. It's it's like I don't know where that leads us. Are we gonna just follow this team? It's like is this the, like the love boat in a weird fashion where they're going on adventures to Puerto Vallarta and we're well, hanging well, out with them? Yeah, and, and right. like all jokes aside, right, Todd? They didn't do anything in that story to make me care about a sequel. Let alone, you know, his name no. is Roland in this film. Let alone Roland becoming a Cinnabite. Like, you know, I don't Cinnabon. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I have no idea what the end of that film was because it seemed like out of left field. They're like, well, if you didn't like that ending, how about this? What, what do you think of this? <laughs> this, is, this is a choose your own adventure. But the HCU, the Hellraiser Cinematic Universe. Oh where are we going God. next? I can't wait until we do the She-Hulk version where they break the fourth wall. Yeah, can uh. you see one of the one of the Cinnabons talking to the camera? 
And then, and then she shows if, up. If Pinhead is going to talk to the camera, it might have been more enjoyable. It's like, can you? Oops, there goes God. my skin. I can mean, you believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're doing this either. This is terrible. Oh my God. Oh my, it's terrible. Buckle up. You can't turn. Oh wait, you can turn it off now because it's. Hulu. My grandma keeps wanting to use my pins to do her upholstery. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my. I mean, God. yeah. So, so okay, let's do reviews. Let's give please. our scores. So. One out of ten pins in a pin cushion. Please, <laughs> that's where we gotta go. So, Eric, uh, I'll give it two. Two out of ten. Ooh, ooh. ooh. that might be one of our lowest scores. Uh, I don't know that anything's ever been rated so low. I think it's gonna be one pin with another broken one. You can pick if it's the sharp end or the dull end. I'll give it three because it was free. <laughs> oh, well, that, that that is the barometer of and it was, enjoyment. Of it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> It was like the, I couldn't see the like the boom mic coming down. <laughs> the special <laughs> oh, effects were good. Oh, it yes. was just not a good story, or I didn't like any of the actors. So yeah, I'm giving it three. So was there we go. It wasn't executed in any believable way. So oh my god! All right, so uh, Todd, I guess we're left hanging on the line of what we want to do for the final week. Uh, we'll talk about that, Charlie, because we have to be on a. Upslope. Uh, up yeah, you're right. We have to pick. Yeah. I mean, I at this point, I'd pick Sleepaway Camp because I haven't watched it, but you probably have. We'll go through. We'll find our yeah. list and we'll we'll, we'll align uh, yeah. in the next couple of days. But otherwise, we could potentially talk about the other thing because I should watch it too. We can talk about that in the Geek Easy, but not as that'll easy. be a, that. I like I said, after Halloween Kills, we don't need to give this series much more than a couple of notes. Oh my God! Anyway, well, crazy. Well, that's the end of the show. Uh, Todd, uh, no, Eric. First of all, Eric, that's what I that's what you heard, but that's not what I meant. Eric, (laughs) thank you for joining us, friend. It was, and thanks for jumping on. I apologize, Eric, for what you had to deal with. I know there'll be the post traumatic syndrome of this movie will haunt you. I promise I will be fine. I promise you. Okay, but regardless, Eric, you you really stepped up. Thanks for watching this like today and joining us. Where do people find you out there on the socials? Uh, you can just look up Eric Hulkren on any of the socials and you will find me wherever you he will appear. He will, will appear, appear like a he will appear like a Cinnabon. Yes. Like a Cinnabon. Awesome. Todd, where do people find you out there? At Tiaxtra, all around the webs. Uh, if you saw me yesterday posting all these things, my wife in her office was up for a uh, upper Midwest Emmy. So if you know follow TV. Emmy Awards. Every region has their Emmys, and it was great to go to that presentation. That's I dressed awesome. up. My wife did too. Very and you cool. Look, and Very you look fun. like such a dapper don. My goodness. Well, well you can you. you can find me all around the webs. I'm at the C3 in particular on Twitter. Just spell it out. Uh, my wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club. You can find us at a website of that name and across all socials as such. I also try to fill up our Secret Friends Unite Facebook page with content for your enjoyment. That's where I'm at. So one more time, friends. Thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Ouch. I bled. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. 
Thanks for listening.